This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi there, and thank you for joining me. My name is William McKenna, and this is the Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I ask 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and a different pair of guests each week try and come up with the answers. Melbourne Theatre Company's new play called My Sister Jill is currently playing at the Sumner Theatre in Melbourne, naturally. And my guests today are Lucy Golby and James O'Connell. They have been hard at work telling that story every night for the past four weeks. With them, the play stars Ian Bliss, Maud Davies, Zachary Pidge, Benjamin Nicholl and Gary Rice. The play has exactly one week left. Lucy. Hello, Lucy. Hello. Lucy is an actor, voiceover artist, great listener, and the best person to go to when you're feeling ill or when you want a muesli bar. <laughs> she played Ginny Weasley in Australia's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for over three years, and in that time managed to conjure up two babies of her own. No amount of pregnancy was going to stop her from <laughs> defeating the Wisting World Darkness, and shouting off the audience's goosebumps that she had produced for them in the first place. Lucy also grew up without a television, so the fact that we are friends is a marvel. <laughs> My other guest is James O'Connell. Hello, James. Hello, Williams. James is an actor, voiceover artist, drinker of milk, workplace morale in human form, and often found laughing at his own impressions. James O'Connell was also in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for three years and played both Harry Potter himself and Draco Malfoy more times than a person can count, often being the reason the show didn't get cancelled. You can say his shoulders needed plenty of physio after that. He is also a recent dog dad and won't shut up about it. Please welcome to the pod, <laughs> Lucy Golby and James O'Connell! Woo! Hello, you two. How are you both feeling? Pretty good. Good? Yeah. Nervous? A little bit nervous. <laughs> okay, good. A little bit nervous that maybe I will make a fool of myself. <laughs> I'm sure you but will. But quietly confident at the same time. <laughs> um, can you give me can you give the listeners and me a rough idea? I mean me, I've seen it, but can you give the listeners a rough idea of what my sister Jill the play is about? Yeah, it's about intergenerational trauma. Um, light. Li- light. <laughs> Just, it's a smart 95 minutes. Lots of comedy. Uh, no, not lots of comedy. <laughs> That's a big lie. Uh, lots of um, family relationships, interconnectedness. It's about the father having returned from World War II with PTSD and how that trickles down into his five children and his wife. Um, and then how we as the children, so I play the older sister and... Um, I feel like I need to call him James now, but can I call him Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Friends. This is my friend Jimmy. Um, plays Context. The old... We're all friends. So we're all friends. Uh, he plays the oldest son. So how we each, the five different children, respond to the dad um, in our own ways. Is that is that a good summary? I think that's a pretty good summary. 
Um, I think it's a story about survival. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really, I think also I was thinking about, I think it's a story about growing up. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and the various forms that that takes. And it is relevant to everyone, I think, yeah, which is right. the really cool thing. I was thinking about that when my dad came. I was like, well, this was you growing up. And even if your dad didn't go to war, someone around dad went to war. So relevant for them. Um, and then the Vietnam War was, you know, very much his time. So it's our parents or it's your grandparents or it's your great-grandparents. Specifically, but then it's been really surprising to the younger generations that we've had high school students come through and how many of them have been like, oh, that really resonated with me as well in terms of my family dynamic or what my relationship is with my parents and how I'm trying to navigate that. Um, So there's that too, I think, the familiarity of what a family is and what the context, your social context does to your, the internal workings of a family. Yeah, it's kind of got it all, hasn't it? And a massive shout out to the Melbourne Theatre Company for being the first main stage company to stage the powerhouse couple of Susie D, Patricia Cornelius. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Playwright and director. Um, Hey, you two. So each week... John Leary asks his guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Yeah, you know why zebras have black and white stripes in the way that they do? No. Why so that they? when they run, they confuse the predators as to which direction they're running in. No so that, way. Yeah, so the way the black and white stripes work, your eye is tricked into believing that the motion is moving in the opposite direction from the way the zebra is actually running. Wow. Yeah, so- also... Disclaimer, I've not Googled that to make sure that it's true, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> yeah, you got from BuzzFeed, so it must be yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Are you telling me that all of the zebras that didn't have stripes died out? because? I guess so. They became horses. Oh, they became horses. They didn't. They're separate species. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right, isn't it? Yes, they're separate species. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, apparently... Wow. So there you go. There you go. James, do you have one? I've got a couple and I've been tossing up which one I want to share. Maybe just give us one. (laughs) So we were talking the other day about whether if you're in water and you get hit by electricity, can you, is it a problem? Is it a problem if you're in water? Are you more likely to be hit by electricity when it, will it earth itself through you or will it earth itself through the water? True. Interesting. Depends on what water you are in. What do you mean? Well, salt water has more... No, take it back. Wrong. (laughs) Fresh water has more conductivity than salt water. So, in the ocean in an electrical storm, safe. In the backyard pool in an electrical storm, not good. Not good. Not good at all. Ah. Don't know about chlorine, but guessing it's probably not great. Also, smaller body of water, right, in your backyard pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad you looked that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Good to know. In a lightning storm, I won't be anywhere near salt water. I'm not sure if you should go near salt Fresh water. water. <laughs> and also, famously, I once drowned and Jamie saved me. Nearly drowned. Well, Jamie actually didn't save me. He always killed me. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't. We're all friends here. We're all friends here. Shout out to Tom Wren. Yeah. He saved me. He'll listen to this. Um, I've got also a trivia about Good. one of your cast members. So do you know how? Do you know where Angari Rice's name comes from? Yes, it's a it's a lake. No, it's a no, town. I'll it's tell a you. So Angari Rice's name is based off of the edible starchy cereal grain, primarily found in Eastern and Southeast Asian cuisine. That's definitely not right. That's, That's right. It was his. Oh, I see. <laughs> about five. 
uh, years behind that joke, Jamie. Good oh, though. I see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're on the money with Anne Gowry. It was like where her grand- grandmother's. Hometown? Street? Hometown? Good to know Southern? you two were listening. I just had a joke there. I don't actually know. That was this little joke about rice. Um, hey, are you two ready for the questions? Yes. Sure. Okay, we're going to jump right in. Um, question number one. Here we go. In which country would you find airports with the International Air Transport Association codes JNB, CPT, and BFN? It's a pretty hard start. <laughs> Not an easy start there. Obviously, you know that the codes are like what you find on like baggage tags and stuff. Indeed. And you know. What was it? JPN? JNB. JNB. CPT and BFN. Is it countries or cities? Well, so which country would you find these three Oh, codes? I see. I reckon one of them is Johannesburg. So, South Africa? James is 100% correct. Yes. What else <gasps> well you got? Done. What else? What other ones? <laughs> I'm just going to have That's a disclaimer that I have a three-year-old and a 10-month-old and have slept approximately 45 minutes in the last three years <laughs> and engage zero amount with news. I didn't know these were going to be actual questions. <laughs> what did you think the question was going to be? What's your favorite colour? What do you mean? Yes. What's blue? Can you name the to? animals in Old McDonald's farm? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're right, James. So that's Jane, only one. There's more, amazing. isn't there? That's so good. No, that's South Africa is the country. Yeah, but isn't there more codes? There's so many codes. No, for that question. So, but they're all in South Africa. Oh, okay. Johannesburg, and then what's the other and Cape Town? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I got it. yeah, I knew that. So yeah. I, yeah. I kind of have notes in front yeah. of me, and I'll get to it. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. But I'm liking this energy. Um, CPT is Cape Town, and yes. BFN is Bloemfontein. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Oh, of course. You knew that. I thought they were different countries. I thought they were three countries. <laughs> but South Africa. I don't know you're listening to the question. I was too stressed. I'm just a bit worried that you're not even listening at all to me and sort of just making up. It's good though. Well done. You're one out of one. I hate you feeling good. Yes. That's yeah, good start. Great. Good that was start. hard too. No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it was. Can we do something about the Prime Minister of Australia? Because in lockdown, yes. I decided to set myself a task and I learned all of the Prime Ministers of Australia in order. Oh, that's such a you thing in to a do. In a song. Isn't that's it? So in a song. Great. Thank you. James. In a song. I've heard the song before. Can I have a little bar of it? If there's a question about Prime Ministers. Oh, I have a feeling there isn't, but let's <laughs> let's move on to question two and let's. see. And at the end, you're going to give us that song. Okay, question number two. A New Zealand All Blacks back rower is Ethan A. Bean, B. Blackadder, C. Faulty, or D. Partridge? My goodness. Mark Waller is going to be so angry at me. Um, he is the son of former All Blacks player Todd. And Partridge. said last name. Um... Uh, yeah, you're getting rid of them, right? You, yeah. Yeah, so it's not... That was, what was, what was the question? question? What was the question? Well, no, what was joking? The, no, what was the answers again? What was the answers? Well, the, what were the multiple Options. choices? Uh, 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 a, Bean, B, Blackadder, C, Faulty, or D, Partridge. What was so his first name? His uh, first name is Ethan. Oh. And his dad's name is Todd. All Black's back rower. Oh, this is... She's kind of doing a little joke there with Bean, Blackadder, Faulty, and Partridge. Um, famous English Comedians. characters named last name. Oh, I get that, but that doesn't help me. So it's not question. Partridge because Lucy got okay. rid of that one. Yeah. Um, think more. Uh, think more. Sort of the team name. Bean. Yeah. Get rid of Bean. Good. Blackadder. Well done. Uh, genuine surname. Lucy. Genuine surname. I thought you meant Black Bean. 
Question number Sorry, Mikey. Sorry, Gareth. Chinese dish. <laughs> okay, really good. We've gone off the rails and it's question two. Um, Do you know once I was told I looked like Mr. Bean? I can see that a little bit. Yeah. I get that too. You do. <laughs> well, we probably look quite similar. Okay, question number three. How many letters are in the Greek alphabet? Lucy. Oh, I should know this. How embarrassing. Yeah, you I even did classics at uni. Yeah, this um, does, I feel like you would know this. 20. So, ancient Greek alphabet? Yeah, the ancient Greek alphabet, which is, you know, first appeared in records during the 8th century BC. That, you know some of the Greek alphabet. You know some yes, of the... Yes, alpha, yeah. beta. Yep. Omega. Uh, yep, that's... Epsilon. That's three, that's four. Um, they like all the COVID theta. names. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, cyclone names, maybe. True. Uh, so how many so I'll tell you that there's Omicron Omicron is one Omicron is one <laughs> I will tell you that that maybe it's 16 I know it's fewer than we have so it's it's definitely less than the uh, alphabet we have English, yes um, but it's not 16 it's a little higher 18 it's a, a well, yeah it's not 18 you're right it's a little higher than that 19 oh, it's 20 <laughs> what is it 22 21. It's an uneven number, Keep isn't going. it? How, how, 23. How old am I turning next year? 23. No, 25. No, our alphabet's 26. Just get the one you haven't got yet. 24? Yes! Oh. An even number. Great. 24. Well Damn. done. That is correct. There's 24 letters in the Greek alphabet. Mm-hmm. Do you know the word alphabet is derived from the first two letters of the Greek alphabet, alpha and beta? Ah, I didn't know. Uh-huh. That makes so much Very sense, good. though. And the early Greek alphabet was based on the Semitic alphabet of the Phoenicians. It is different from the linear and hieroglyphic scripts proceeding in it that each symbol represents a single consonant as opposed to a syllable. So the Phoenician alphabet consists of 22 characters with vowel sounds built into the symbols. I just thought that was very interesting. Mm. Well, it is. <laughs> but it does make it very hard to learn, doesn't it? Because oh, you yes, don't get a lot of clues in our language as to how to pronounce the words. No, English language is one of the hardest languages to learn, isn't it? Indeed. And also, and the rules break all the time, which is very, when you're teaching yeah. someone how to read and you say, like, okay, so an E on the word of... Uh, yeah. An E on the end of the word makes the A say A, whereas, well, like, hate, you've got an A sound, yes. and then ah, when you've got cat, there's no E. So there's one there with, with baked... Yes. And then you replace the B with an N and you get naked. Indeed. But is that because we're saying baked wrong? Well, possibly. I mean, it's evolved so consistently that who knows. The other great one is, you know, um, we say apron. So, Will, would you come and help me make these cookies? I'd like you to put on an apron. Oh, okay. The original word was napron. And I would say put on a napron in the same way that we use a before we use a, co- a word with a consonant and an before we use a word with a, that begins with a vowel. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then over time, it has obviously turned into, we've put the N with the A and the separate. Oh, chefs around mm. the world are quaking right now. <laughs> yes, Jane? Lucy's now had two trivias. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm so sorry. But you're getting the answers right, so I've got to contribute I'm not getting, something. I've got one answer right from <laughs> no, three. No, you have, this is three out of three. Are we ready for question four? Four. Yes. Okay, question number four. You're doing so well, you two. Question number four. Tension is which artist's 16th and latest studio album? Oh, no. Tension. So it's, it's a recent album release, and uh, I'll give you a little hint. They are Australian. Silence fell. <laughs> oh. So you two listen to music, yeah? 
Yeah, I listened to 90s music. Gonna refer you to Spotify for Kids. Well, I think in this, this instance. Well, yeah, Spotify for Kids. <laughs> well, 14 albums. Oh, 16. That's a lot. Ah, is it Kylie Minogue? It's Kylie Minogue. Oh. Well done. You said you listened to 90s music. She was around in the yeah. 90s, wasn't she? Yeah, there you go. Yes, Tension is the 16th studio album by Australian singer Kylie Minogue. A it was huge released, success. It was released on the 22nd of September this year. Uh, it includes a wide range of electronic dance genres, ranging from the 1980s synth-pop, disco and funk to contemporary dance-pop and house notes. Despite having no central theme, Tension explores a subject such as love, heartbreak and empowerment, which I don't think any album has ever done before. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um, and did you know that her cover of Locomotion was the highest-selling single of the 1980s in Australia? There you go. There you go. Good song. Also featured in the musical Beautiful, Carol King. Oh, there you go. Were you in that? I was not. But I was a reader for the audition, so I heard Locomotion many times. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're probably a bit over it there. <laughs> Is that a Carol King song? Yeah. Oh, right. There you go. She would have made a packet out of Kylie Minogue. Well, oh, number one, 1980s. I hope so, hey? That's, that's 10 years. Okay, hey, four out of four. We're up to question five. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Question number five. Matcha is a finely ground powder of specially grown and processed what? Green. It's definitely green. Matcha is green. Yeah, green, but do you have more? Or do you you just have the colour? Because you're you're on the right track. I know. Green tea? Yeah, green leaves. Tea leaves. Tea leaves. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, green tea leaves. Na, 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 na. I thought you thought I knew what you meant by green, but no, I was really... I was attempting to be funny. That was, all. but you but no, green you tea. got the answer correct. Oh my god! So it's green stop. tea leaves. Everybody stop now. There you go. Have you ever had matcha before? Uh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Thoughts? Um, uh, yeah. Good ice cream. Not too bad ice cream. Sometimes. <laughs> the green matcha tea cakes I find a bit much. You know, they, they, the little... um. Did you say the green matcha tea cakes? <laughs> so you knew yes, not what were... I meant, but yes, very good. <laughs> you know the little spongy cakes that they make? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, did you know that it's high in antioxidants and it may help protect the liver? It boosts brain function. It may help prevent cancer and it may promote heart health. It helps you lose weight and it's easy to prepare. Did you know that? Well, well. But at the same time, it gives you an upset stomach, anemia, uh, diarrhea, insomnia, and exposure to toxic elements. I like that the, the, the positives were a may, and the negatives <laughs> were it would definitely give you these things. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so maybe um, stay away from matcha. Or don't. Uh, hey, we're going to cut to a short break, and um, we're going to be right back with the rest of the questions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you like to hear question number six? I'm YouTube? still eating a biscuit. <laughs> and how are those biscuits going? They're chewy. They're chewy. Where did you get these biscuits from? Maybe not today, but... Um, just a grocery store. 
An unnamed grocery store. Hey, okay, let's do question number six. Let's. True or false, China's Ming Dynasty began in the 14th century. Let's see. The eyes glazed over there. <laughs> Ming. Um, yeah, I'm going to say true. Do you have a reason behind that? Uh... Not necessarily. I guess I was thinking of Ming. Often you hear about like Ming vases, etc. Oh, yeah. Seems vaguely reasonable that that would be an era in which we would now find them precious, but also they would have been able to survive. Oh, wow. Pretty sure that um, porcelain technique was around then. Oh, sure. I did not know you were an expert in vases. Uh, Not at all, but I'm making it sound Mm -hmm. vaguely like I had... No, that was my thought process as well. Well, It sounds feasible. You're correct. Correct. It's true. Yes. Yes. Oh, both of you did a fist (laughs) and you slammed the elbow down into your side. That was great. Hey, but there's a bonus point on this question. Okay. There's a bonus point for naming either year the horse Ming Dynasty won the Caulfield Cup. This is Ming Dynasty. Yes. Oh, that was a long side. Oh, I reckon it was later than that. All right. Yeah, you're right, Jamie. It was much later than that. Caulfield Cup. The Caulfield Cup, yes. Twice. Mm-hmm. He died. This is, I'll just tell you, the horse died on the 28th of May, 2002. Yeah, question. I think it was oh, wow. in the okay. 90s. Well, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> the late well, 80s? Well, if it died in 2002, then the poor thing probably won in 2000, 2001. Thanks very much, Ming Dynasty. See you later. Great point. Oh, he died. He didn't. It's not not true, but it's a very great point. <laughs> it wasn't in the nineties. Oh, Shaking up to the cup. Um, it wasn't in the nineties. Think a little earlier than that. Think more locomotion. Nineteen eighty-eight. Think. Nineteen eighty-four. Nineteen eighty. Bingo. Nineteen eighty. That's when I was born. Oh, that's correct. You and Ming Dynasty. Good year. Good year. Well, 19- was that the first or the second? That year? was the second one. The first one was nineteen seventy-seven, uh-huh. which was there when you were really. I was born, born in December, and I believe the Caulfield Cup is in spring, so that's why I don't remember it. Oh, you missed it. You weren't watching it. <laughs> and I wasn't born, so... That's right. You're like... You're also, 23 like me. That's okay. That's nothing to be ashamed of, not having knowledge of horse racing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This podcast doesn't sponsor. Hey, question number seven. Yes. You guys, you're, you're seven out of six, I think. <laughs> seven <laughs> points, I think. I think you're a hundred... Pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, are we up to question? Let's do question number seven. Here we go. You ready? Which Australian airline this month posted its first profit in more than a decade? This month? So there's another airport. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. Australian airline. Yeah. I think, it's, well, I think it was well, Qantas, wasn't it? Um, in more than a decade? Yes. Posted its first profit in more than a decade. I'll give you a little hint. The revenue more than doubled compared to the prior year to five billion as the company responded strongly to increase customer demand following COVID nineteen. Yeah. Of course. Um. Yeah. (laughs) Virgin went went like real bad in COVID. Everybody went real bad in COVID. Yeah, but then I feel like Alan Joyce would have been turfed a while ago if he'd not made any money for ten years. Sure. Well, so... What are you going to go with? I'll go with Virgin Australia. That's correct. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> that, is, that is right. The, 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 the figure represents a significant turnaround from the $565.5 million loss They're Virgin back. made in a previous financial year, 
with revenue improving 124% to 5 billion as the number of passengers nearly doubled to 18.9 million, um, according to documents filed to the corporate regulator on Tuesday morning. <laughs> I mean, that Tuesday last week. Isn't that crazy? I know, I've flown a bunch. I'm virgin. Um, well done. That's correct. Hey, you're 8 out of 7 with that bonus point. 7.5. I don't know what, how much the bonus point actually counts. I think maybe it doesn't. It was a morale booster. <laughs> okay. Question number eight. Are you both ready? Yes. yes. How are you feeling, by the way? We, I'd like to just get one clean. I'd like to just yeah. go, I know the answer to that. You kind of did. Yeah. In the very beginning. With oh, the... I got that one. But yeah, then I got, got then I talked too much and made myself sound silly. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> question number eight. Ursa Minor, Canis Major, Andromeda, and Orion are all what? Constellations. Lucy Golby, straight away. See, James, clean. You. <laughs> you did it. You both got a clean that was good. one. Um, do you often look after the stars? And Yes, I currently live in Tasmania, and we are in a rural area, so we have an actually amazing stargazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's the one? Wait, what do you see that we don't see here in Melbourne? Uh, most things, because we don't have pollution. <laughs> That's really good. That's really Sorry. good. But can I say, if you go to the Loom exhibition, um, yeah. I, I, that sounds like a plug, and I guess it kind of is, at the convention centre, um, which is all First Nations art at the moment. Oh, great. And there's an amazing segment there which talks about the constellations and the impact that that has on the art and then draws you know, all of their animal shapes around the constellations, which we, of course, renamed and reshaped. But amazing. What's it called? Lo- Loom. Loom. Yeah. Okay. I'll be going there. It's kind of an immersive experience, and so they have projected artworks onto the walls and the floors and the ceiling, and they've made it all move. I don't quite know how they do it, but it's very <laughs> probably cool. with technology. Oh, so what? Lucy didn't have a TV <laughs> when she grew up. Um, it's probably something to do with that, right? Maybe I've been wondering what this metal thing is that you're talking into as well. It's called a laptop. It's not a table. It's like a but... book. But... <laughs> What's a book? I don't understand. <laughs> very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready for question nine? This is really good, you guys. It's 100% correct so far. Yeah. Pretty good. Question number nine. Who is older? James O'Connor. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that old. I don't know why I've ever got you. Question number nine. Who is older? Paul McCartney, Margaret Court, Joe Biden, or Martin Scorsese? Oh. <laughs> They're all old. They're all old. Mm, uh... And it kind of doesn't help because it's... They're all quite close to each other. Isn't yeah. They? Paul McCartney, Margaret Court, Joe Biden, or Martin Scorsese. What's your initial instinct? Mine is Margaret Court. Mm. Why? Because she's local? Um, is she local? She's Australian. Yes. 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 This is Mar- there's a Margaret Court, isn't there? Uh, yes. Yes. At, um, at the tennis, place. tennis centre. That's her. Margaret Court Arena. Court. Named after her, yeah. Why did they not call it Court? Margaret Court Court. Yeah, that doesn't make no sense why they didn't do that. It, look, it's true. I guess everyone would have had a stutter together. Margaret Court Court. What do we think, you two? Uh, what do you reckon? So, usually on podcasts, just think out loud. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Joe's pretty old. Joe's pretty old. He's yeah. pretty old. I think he's when he... in yeah. his... He will... He's mate. Is he in his eighties? I'm not sure. He They're all in their late seventies, maybe. 80s, I think he would right? be in his eighties if he's re-elected. They right? are all technically in their eighties. Right. 
Right, okay. okay. Uh, Although, well, you know, and this is apropos of nothing, but I'm pretty sure Paul McCartney is on this month's issue of The Big Issue. So maybe he's having a significant birthday, and that's why he's now part of the quiz. Yeah, Plus and Martin Scorsese just released a new film, which mm-hmm. he probably needs a plug for as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll do it around my birthday. Everyone should rush out and see that. Uh, and Joe Biden needs some press as well, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, so my report doesn't need press. Maybe she's um, may I think she maybe came to mind because of her unseemly, unpleasant comments during the last. Um, yes. No, not the last one. Year before. Yes. Okay. So we've narrowed so, it down. Yeah, you've narrowed it down to all of the options. So <laughs> who's the eldest? You say. Yeah, that's the question I'm asking you. Okay. <laughs> so, right. out of Paul McCartney, Margaret Court, Joe Biden, or Martin Scorsese, um, I'll get rid of one of them. It okay. is not. It is not. Mm, it is not. Mm, Joe Biden. Okay. All right. It's one of the. I reckon I it's Joe someone actually the youngest. whose name starts with an M. Um. It, it, it's no, it can't be Margaret Court because otherwise. Okay. Like I said, well, that's what's the other one? What's Don't the other reckon? one? Let's get rid of Scorsese and that, and then you've got it. What was it? Who was it? Paul uh, McCartney. Martin Scorsese. No, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. McCartney. Wow! Well yeah. done. <laughs> See, oh, you played me like a fiddle, like, James O'Connell. <laughs> it was like, guess who? It was like, guess <laughs> who? That would be a very upsetting guess who with those four. <laughs> well done. It is, in fact, Paul McCartney, who is. 81 years old. He's 1942, born 18th of June, so his birthday is not recent. So there wasn't... Good, good... No correlation. Yes. What is that phenomenon called when you, um, you know, when you see something and therefore it keeps reappearing, like you buy a red car and then every car you see oh, yeah. is red? Or you think of owls and then you start seeing owls everywhere. Yeah. What is that mm. called? Don't know about this. Will be your third piece of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will it's be. It's maybe confirmation bias, but I don't think it is. That's that is literally when you. No, maybe it is. I think I'm going to call it confirmation bias because your right. your brain has been like cars should be red. Yes, confirmed. I'm seeing all these red cars. Yes, confirmation bias. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that makes right. sense. I agree. <laughs> Question ten. I really want to get this one. Question number ten. Are you ready? Yes. yes. Question number ten. Nine for nine with the bonus point. This is really good. With the bonus point? Yeah. I thought the bonus point would be ten from nine. Yeah, so okay, nine great. plus the bonus yeah. point. I don't know how much that can, bonus point could be 50 points. I don't know. Okay. That would be ridiculous. Question number ten. Okay. Four baker's dozen minus 12 equals what? Oh, I can do this. I can do this. Do you know what a baker's dozen is? Yes. Uh, four of them. Yeah. Tell me what a baker's dozen is. Think it's, out loud. A, a baker's dozen is 13. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So... Oh, hang on. Is this some sort of like mathematics thing where I have to do like bod mass? What on earth is you know bod mass? Like a, like brackets. I don't know. I can't remember what it I is. I think you just do four times okay. thirteen. Okay, four times 12. thirteen. <laughs> yeah, right. Twenty-six. Four. Fifty-four. Oh, yeah. Tell me to talk out loud. No, it's good. It's good. Fifty-four minus one. Fifty-four minus one. Minus twelve. Minus twelve. Fifty-four. This is how my brain works. Fifty-four. 44, 42. Um, just do the maths again. Hold on. 54, <laughs> 44. Maybe take a step back and do the maths again. 42. Go to stop at the beginning. I think he's going back to the 413. Ah, <laughs> 26 plus 26 is 54. Or, or 
52. That's right. Minus what? Um, 14. Minus, <laughs> minus 12. Minus oh my god, this is excruciating. Minus 12. It's 40. The answer is 40. That is it correct. Is. <laughs> we got there. It was so easy. See, like you said, clean. James. What's question 11? <laughs> there are no question 11. Do you know why it's called, uh, why a baker's dozen is 13? Because uh, friendly Baker Joe would throw in an extra. Well, kind of. This is I like this story. Let me. I'm about to read it. Um, there's a few theories as to why the Baker's Dozen became 13, but the most widely accepted one has to do with avoiding a beating. So in medieval England, there were laws that related the price of bread to the price of wheat used to make it, and bakers who were found to be, quote, cheating their customers by overpricing undersized loaves were subject to strict punishment including fines or flogging. So even with careful planning it is difficult to ensure that all of your baked goods come out the same size, there may be fluctuations in rising and baking and air content and, and many of these bakers didn't even have scales to weigh their dough so for fear of accidentally coming up short they would throw in a bit extra to ensure that they wouldn't end up with a surprise flogging later. Chuck in an extra one. It was literally just there you go. chucked in so they didn't get beaten so by the eggs. What, what did you like about that story, Mark? <laughs> I just, I, I think I liked that there was a, an answer there. Oh, uh, sure. Not oh. the flogging part. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, sometimes a baker's dozen was 14 just to be extra Extra sure. careful. Yeah, Isn't that nice where you go, oh, the economy is based on the price of something relative to something concrete, tangible, <laughs> sensible, meaningful. You know? No. These are trivia, James O'Connell. You got another one? I do, I yeah. do. I've what, got another one. What's your other one? Um, I learnt this recently. You know the um, the little capture thing to say that you are a human that comes up when you go to a website? I am not a robot. Yeah, oh, I'm not yeah, a robot. The ca- yeah, 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 yeah. The capture or the recapture. You've got to find the cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you know how they work? Like I've used them. Does that what you're Yeah, asking? you know how you can just click it sometimes and it goes straight through and oh, you yeah. go... Wow, how did that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what it does is it actually tracks how you use the mouse or how your finger moves Whoa. on the pad. Yeah. And Whoa. computers can't move in the crazy ways that our fingers do. So that's why I always go, I've, I haven't clicked all the sidewalks, but you still let me in. <laughs> but actually, it's going, you've got a funny finger thing, so please come through. Whoa. There you go. That's great, because then the opposite, the times where you're like, that's all the fucking traffic lights. Sorry, Will. When you're like, that is all the traffic lights. I guarantee you, I've clicked all the traffic lights. What is the problem with this website? Yeah, maybe you're like... Or you're like... (laughs) Putting a ruler down and running your finger (laughs) along there to inch traffic lights. I do have... Yeah, I do sometimes do that. Wow, that's genuinely fascinating. Why didn't you do that one at the beginning? Because um, there's people who've definitely dropped off of this episode. <laughs> I wanted to talk... Rude! So fascinating. I wanted to talk about the ocean so we could talk about the time you nearly drowned. <laughs> Thank you, it's a sore spot. Hey, you two, well done. You got 100% correct. Yeah, that's surprising. That's really good. <laughs> that was, and you did have a clean one. Both of you had clean ones. And then I kind of helped you with some of them. Um, a little bit, yeah. So, hey, just to wrap it up, go see Melbourne Theatre Company's play My Sister Jill. It's got one week to go. It's finishing Saturday the... 28th. 28th. And there are tickets available. It's very good. Any more selling points? We're in it. Oh, it's got a 95-minute runtime, so... Great. Bonza. You can be home by Monday. Perfect for the ADD, ADHD world we all live in today. <laughs> Sleep to five. Sleep deprived. 
parents. What do you say? Sleep to sleep to Kind of sleep to fall asleep while I say it. And or anyone else, you know, it's um, it's good. It's full story in a short amount of time. And it's bloody good, and the performances are great. Um, go see my sister Jill. One more week to go. Thank you both for coming on the Saturday Cruise. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. That was fun. This is what you're supposed to say. It's good. I like it when people say that. Um, well done, and uh, see you all next week. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I want to acknowledge their traditions of telling stories and sharing knowledge for millennia and pay all the respects to their elders past and present. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thanks to all who keep coming back week after week. If you'd like to leave a review, do so. Thanks as ever to the wonderful Cindy McDonald for supplying the questions. The show couldn't be made without you. I'm William McKenna and I'll have some more questions for you same time next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.